Hello, fellow Rebel Capitalists. Hope you're well. So I wanted to go over a chart with you guys that I think may be signaling the next wave of the banking crisis is imminent. We go right over to the Fed's website. You guys can check out what I am referring to. And this is something you're all going to be familiar with. This is the BTFP. And uh, if you guys watch my videos consistently, you know that last week, I believe, we were talking about how it's spiked up really dramatically recently. But that's not the big news. The big news is when you combine this chart and what it's telling us about the health, or lack thereof, of the banking system with what's happening with the 10-year Treasury yield. I actually discussed this yesterday with Danielle Camboni. I think it's her last name. Sorry, Danielle, if I'm mispronouncing your last name. And uh, I actually heard Snyder and Van Meter talk about this as well. And so first and foremost, I want to point out that this spike up in the BTFP, this was March of 2023 when Silicon Valley Bank signature First Republic went bust. But it only went up to about 60, little more than 65 uh, billion with a B. And then if you listen to the mainstream media now, the financial news, this is completely off the radar. Totally off the radar. I mean, if you mentioned this, they'd look at you like you're crazy. What what banking crisis? What are you talking about? Duh. Don't you know the Fed handled that? The Fed came out with this very clever solution. Like Jerome Powell says, they had a tool. They could bail out the entire system. They had a tool for that, George. So put away your stupid fear-mongering, and let's give some credit where credit is due. To Jerome Powell, we had a big problem. The whole banking system was collapsing. We are headed straight for a GFC 2.0. And Jerome, with his Superman cape, come flying into the rescue and set up this very, very clever BTFP. And now the problem solved. So, George, would you just shut up and enjoy Christmas and the holidays? <laughs> but if you actually look at the BTFP, you see that it went straight up to, let's call it $65 billion, But it did not go down to zero like the mainstream media would lead you to believe because they're kind of sweeping this one under the rug. No, no, no. It went straight up. It went up over $100 billion. But that's not what's most important. What's most important is what it's done since October. October, right around the 11th, let's say, $105, 108000000000 billion. And lately, or more recently, just in the last week or so, it's skyrocketed, gone straight up to... 123 billion, which is where it sits today. Now it's been going up. So why is this move recently such a big deal? Well, we've got to look at the 10 year treasury and we'll have our answer. So the 10 year treasury was right around 5%, 5%. And as you guys know from watching my videos, now we have crashed down to under four, 3.9%. An unbelievable move in the treasury market that would signal a hard landing is what we should expect if we're basing our this if we're basing our expectations on probabilities a hard landing is what we should expect in 2024 but let's think about this for a second why did the fed set up the btfp but what were the mechanics behind it what was the plumbing involved well the banks had all these treasuries on their balance sheet and those treasuries were losing significant amounts of value. Why? Because they bought them at 1%, 2%, and now rates shoot up to 
Now, all of a sudden, that treasury that you bought, let's say a thousand bucks, is now worth 750 or 500. Now, normally that wouldn't be a problem because if the banking system, if the perceived risk in the system was, let's just say, normal, then the banks could easily just hold these treasuries to maturity. And again, the asset sides match up with the liability side, no big deal. But what happens is when the risk skyrockets, and let's not forget, I would argue there's far more systemic risk today in the banking system and the global monetary system than there was in 2008 and 2000 or 2007, 2008. So this perceived systemic risk or risk in general increases. Now all of a sudden liquidity drives up. Now let's remember the banks don't need the Fed, assuming that perceived risk is at a normal level. If it's not, then I would absolutely admit that the Fed is going to be the only game in town. Not because there's not enough bank reserves, not because the banks can't create their own liquidity, but it's because they're not willing to. And therefore, that becomes the, the, the Fed's balance sheet becomes the default. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Serezna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Jason Hartman, real estate, and Brent Johnson with Macro Economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow rebel capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. So what they're doing back when Powell set up BTFP is they're saying, okay, we've got all these treasuries. We paid 100 cents on them. Now they're worth 50 cents, but we've got to sell them really fast because we've got all this liability flight and we can't get any credit. We can't get any liquidity from any other banks because the risk in the system has skyrocketed, just like it did during the GFC. Lehman Brothers, Bear Stearns, et cetera. So the Fed steps in and says, okay, give us those treasuries. We'll give you 100 cents on the dollar. So if you paid 100 cents, even though they're worth five, uh, even though they're worth 50 cents now, we'll give you that 100 cents. And then this can be a loan or it's a collateralized loan or whatever they want to call it. But that's kind of the scheme. That's the, those are the financial shenanigans that are happening behind the scenes, right? So why is this important? Because when the yield on the 10-year treasury goes down, what happens to the price? It goes straight up. It goes straight up. So if the prices of treasuries are going up and up and up, and they've gone, they've literally skyrocketed. I mean, th this move is unbelievable as far as the, the uh, amount of move that we've seen and how quickly it has happened from 5% all the way down to 3.9%, you would assume that all those banks that had the treasuries on their balance sheet, now all of a sudden, they're not in the red, they're in the black. They're making money because of all this price appreciation that they've had. So wait a minute. Now let's go back to the BFP or BTFP and look at what has happened since October 
And we can see it's still gone up. And more recently, it's gone straight up. Well, how is that possible if these treasuries that caused the problem to begin with are increasing in value, not decreasing in value? It, it's hard to come to any other conclusion other than the amount of risk, perceived risk in the banking system is skyrocketing at the exact same rate as the BTFP. In fact, maybe even going up to a greater degree because those treasury prices are going up. And just as another reference point, let's go back to the 10-year. And I'd like you to notice that when we had the big blowups in the uh, March of 2023, where were, where were yields on the 10-year? Look at this. I don't know if you can see this, guys. 3.99. They spiked up to 4.07. So notice now yields are lower than they were back in March. But yet, and even prior to March, even in February prior to the crisis, but yet the BTFP is still going straight up. Again, you can only draw, in my opinion, and you know, for what it's worth, you can only draw one conclusion, and that's the amount of risk, perceived risk, in the banking system, the global monetary system, is skyrocketing, just like this chart. And therefore, this would lead you to believe the probability, no certainties, only probabilities, that the next wave of this banking crisis that started in 2023 is right at the front door. Now, will we see it in 2024? I don't know. But what this chart is, especially when you combine it with the price action of the 10-year treasury, is giving us a warning that we've got to pay attention to. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market capitalism.